Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get started. Maximize Your Influence Podcast 468. Kurt Mortensen here as we get into the missing, forgotten millionaire skill trait that everybody tends to work on last. And I learned it the hard way, too. You know, I spent a lot of my early years going to these seminars, these millionaires talking about vision, mindset, goal setting. I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me the tools. And it didn't happen for me. And I waited and waited. And I realized maybe there's something I'm missing. Those could be the tools. <laughs> and we'll talk about the forgotten one that people work on last. It might be the one that you're missing. Hope everyone's having an awesome week, achieving their goals, persuading with power, making things happen. I spent the week helping people finding their voice, the voice to leadership, sharpening their presentation skills, being congruent, learning how to download their vision, learning how to tell stories. That's a huge need and want with leaders is learning how to persuade, build vision with stories. In fact, the one story that resonates with all leaders is this story here. You know, beautiful spring day, you open up all the windows, the fresh air is coming in, but a bee makes it into your house and goes straight to the window. Ding, 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 right? It's hitting the window, trying to get out. You get out the swatter, but then you feel a little compassion and you prop open the front door and you try to, you know, shoo it out. Come on, Mr. B, I'm trying to help you out. And you try to almost get to the front door and then it stings you. <laughs> I probably shouldn't laugh, but a lot of leaders feel that way. They have their best intent. They're trying to help and serve people and People stab them in the back, they sting them. And if you're in leadership, you probably know what I'm talking about. There are ways to get past that. Get people on board so they don't sting you. But let's dive into it today. Let's start off with our persuasion. Let's do Blinja. Now, for those that are new to the podcast, that's a combination of a persuasion blunder or a persuasion ninja. So I went to this big fundraiser, a lot of who's who there, a lot of money in the room, a lot of famous people. It was the person of the year award. I'm not going to name names, but that's kind of what it was. Big fundraisers. And there was a networking event ahead of time. That's why people paid big bucks was to network with these superstars and successful people. It was interesting, the people there that were just stalkers and the other people who were there to network. Well, they're all there to network, but some come across as stalkers. I was trying to figure it out. So the blunder is the people that just eyeball you and run you down right when you get into the room. You have to understand, even when you walk into a mall, it takes two or three seconds to acclimate. <laughs> you got to let people register. You got to let them see what the surrounding is. You got to make sure they've had time to go to the restroom or get something to eat. If it's a sit-down meal, that's what this was. That's okay. But if it's a buffet, let it be time to acclimate. Don't just beeline. I was just watching the tension of people that got beelined. I mean, going right straight towards the person. You've got to make this work right. Now, networking's good, but if you come across as a stalker, you're going right towards them. They haven't had a chance. The mood's not going to be right, and you're not going to make a very good connection. If you come across as starstruck, if you come across as just vomiting what you do before you even let them talk, that is the blunder. Let them acclimate. Let them get food. Let other people blow it before you, the stalkers. So when you approach them, you're going to look better. Uh, that's law of contrast and maximum influence if you want more information on that. But the key is timing. You know, pick the two or three people you want to talk to. 
time it, approach with a smile, see if they're putting up their hand for a handshake. You know, now that we don't know if we're going to bump or handshake and act equal, act equal. You're coming up, good eye contact, smiling. And here's the key. What can you do to find something in common? A similarity. Now that one's in the law of connectivity. See, if you know somebody in common, that just opens the door. If you have something in common, maybe the school you went to, people that you know, children the same age, same political, religious affiliation, something, something, find something in common so you can spark the relationship. Can you do anything to boost their esteem? I've been following you for years. I know you've done this and this. I really like this book. I literally like this. They know something about you. They've done their research. That's a boost to the esteem. That opens the door just a little bit more. You don't have a lot of time, but you can get the conversation going. And they give you a little more time. Find out what they're working on. I mean, the key to develop these relationships is not just to take, but what can you give them? Can you help their charity? Can you help their cause? Can you help their company? Can you help fill in the blank? That would be another layer there. But now they have a reason to listen to you. You know about them. You're not just asking for money or an autograph or whatever it is you're looking for. That's what you need to understand. So the don'ts. Don't interrupt. Don't get starstruck. Don't stalk. Don't approach them right away. Let them get time to register, get food, to acclimate, to do what they need to do. What are the do's? Do your research. Find something in common, a similarity. Know enough to boost their esteem. Name drop if you can. Remember someone they know. We're approaching with a smile. We're acting equal. Work on your timing. And even at this event, I saw somebody follow somebody into the bathroom to talk to them in the bathroom because they thought that would be a good place because they would be alone. Yeah, that's kind of a private place, not a good place to start a conversation. I think it would creep you out the person that's stall next to you who started a conversation. Probably not what you want. So there's your blinjit. You decide next time you go to a networking event, are you the blunder or are you the ninja? Bringing us to our geeky scholarly article from Psychology Today and Ruth Godian. Now, of course, all these links, everything we're talking about is going to be at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's the home of the archives. You can look up the past podcasts, get the free book, Maximum Influence, pick up a little shipping and handling, and take your free persuasion IQ assessment all at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Get more information about us, our training, our coaching, all in one spot. There's your plug today. So this one's interesting. This one's you're going to roll your eyes at. 10 easy ways to elevate your active listening. We all stink, but we all hate to hear about it. <laughs> so let's take a look at a few things. Acknowledge that you stink. Acknowledge you can get better. Acknowledge that you can listen with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. You can do this. Because when you truly learn to listen, they'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them. That's why introverts are now more persuasive than extroverts. So this article goes on to say that communication techniques, not just for the C-suite, right? For upper management, it's everyone. It's the secret sauce. Everybody can improve. So let's just go through some of these and pick one you can work on. And if you're like, whoa, I'm good at this. Well, we've got other issues to work on, but let's talk about this first. Give your full and undivided attention. It takes practice. You have to focus. We all know attention spans are all-time low. There's no doubt about that. You have to practice this. And no fubbing. I've talked about that before. Phone snubbing. When your phone buzzes and you look down, all right, that's not full undivided attention. Or email dings, you look away. If it's that important conversation, they're the most important person in the world. You're focusing on them. That is the key. And that kind of goes along with the next one. Be present. Focus on the speaker's words. 
and nonverbals. That's why I say you're listening with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. Avoid interrupting. That crosses a line from confidence to arrogance for a lot of your prospects and the people you're talking to. Just saying, just putting it out there. And realize pausing before you reply is not listening because you're thinking about what to say next. I would recommend a pad of paper. Hey, can I take notes? And if you have an idea, a thought, and you want to interrupt, write it down. Your brain will go, woo, and you'll be able to listen again. Show empathy. We get that. Then people will talk more, and that gives you a little more time to consider what they're thinking and feeling. I like to add the words, I understand. I get it. I would feel the same way. You're right. Any of those, when it's appropriate, could be very beneficial to show empathy that you're listening and that you care. They'll go on to say, employ nonverbal cues. They say, unfolding your arms. Use your facial expressions, the nodding up and down. I agree. I would add, if you're standing up, your feet are pointing towards them along with your shoulders, just like at a networking event. Things you should do with your body language. Always be open. Don't fold your arms. Don't do the fig leaf. I think you can figure that one out. We've talked about that one before. That's just the same as folding your arms. They're going to say reflect and paraphrase. I agree. That shows that you're paying attention, that you're processing their words. I would put it on yourself. Let me see if I understand. And they'll say you're correct, and they'll probably add a few things. The next one is clarifying questions along the same lines. I'll add the great influencers, ask three times more questions. And I'd train yourself to answer a question with a question so you're getting more information. Not the lawyer interrogator question, but more like the consultant or the doctor type questions. And the last one is practice active silence. And this is true in negotiation. You all heard the first one talk loses. You could use strategic silence, let them talk. Hey, enjoy the silence. Don't let it make you nervous. Get comfortable with it. If it's going way too long and everyone's been to the same negotiation school and no one will talk, <laughs> just bring up a questions. Questions control the conversation. You've been silent for a while. Is there something you're thinking about? You still maintain control and you've broken the awkward silence. If it's even there, a lot of times we think it's awkward and it really isn't. Is it truly awkward silence? So bottom line, you could approve, I could approve, we could approve. Because when you can listen, remember what I said, they'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them. It'll connect you. It'll build empathy. You'll build a relationship. It'll build trust and respect. And we all know in persuasion, when people feel heard, the doors of persuasion open up. And let me add too, it's a great people skill. You become more likable. I remember I was on a flight from JFK, New York to LA, California, LAX, long flight. And for some reason, I was born with this sign on my forehead that says, hello, tell me your life story. And they do. And this guy did the whole flight. He talked and talked. I listened. It was an eye opener for me when he, we landed. He says, Kurt, you're one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I'm like, you don't even know me. You talk the whole time. He's all, best conversation I've had in years. And we end up doing some business together in the future. It actually turned out quite well for putting in that time, that investment of listening. So there's your geeky scholarly article. Which brings us to listener email. Oh, boy. By the way, when I use your email or thoughts or article on the show, you get the free gold subscription of InfluenceUniversity.com. That's my entire life worked from the book audios to podcasts to advanced training videos, to the weekly program, to the library, all right there. Uh, check it out. I'll put a link with this podcast. So this is from Sarah from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She says, Kurt, I want your thoughts on this fact or fiction. I did a search on ChatGPT. For those who don't know, you better know that's your artificial intelligence. 
says, I search what are the five most important things that people don't do to be successful. And I search what are the five most important things that people do do to be successful. Here there was some overlap, but I got some different results. Agree, disagree, fact, or fiction. So blunder number one, setting clear goals. And of course, you talk about clear, specific, achievable goals, that SMART model, defining your goals. Agreed, you need that roadmap for success. Although it is missing the why. I mean, that's the most fundamental things about goals. That's your motivator. That's your commitment is the why behind your goals. That's what most people forget. It's one of the secret ingredients that just doesn't come up. So I would add it to your goals. Next one is taking action. As far as it talks about stepping out of your comfort zone and taking calculated risks to move forward. I do like that. You got to get out of your comfort zone because successful people have the same fear as unsuccessful people. They just face it. Face the fear and do it anyway. You make it happen. They don't wait for all their ducks to be in a row. They don't wait for the fear to go away because the secret is it doesn't. They just do it anyway. Then it talks about continuous learning and growth, professional development, learning and growing. I believe that 100%. We've talked about that many times here on the podcast. Let me add the average CEO reads six books a month. Average home worth over a million dollars has a library. My early mentor, Brian Tracy, said if you get yourself to read 30 minutes a day in your field, after 10 years, you'll become a national authority in your field. You'll know more than most people. Agree, agree, agree. So work on your personal development. I don't care if it's an audiobook, a book, a mentor, a training program, online, face-to-face, learn and grow every day. Next one, build a supportive network. Yes. No secret, the more people you know, the easier it is to achieve success. In the past, they used to call it a million-dollar Rolodex. Now, Rolodex, you kind of twist it on your desk, had all your contacts in a little card. Now, of course, obviously, it's all digital. You need to have a millionaire contacts. you got to get more, know more people. Everybody you know can buy from you, know someone that does. Everybody you know can teach you something, can create a shortcut for you. Even if you met the world's greatest loser, find out what they did and do the opposite. Take a millionaire to lunch. Yeah. Well, they should pay. No, if they're going to spend an hour with you, you should pay. Pick their brain and you'll be surprised how many millionaires will say, yes, they've got to eat too. Final one, perseverance and resilience. Goes on to say facing obstacles, setbacks, and failures along the way. Many people give up when they encounter challenges. So you have to be persistent and realize anytime you try anything for the first time, it doesn't work out well. Whether it's business or golf or playing an instrument or play or public speaking, you have to be persistent. The same thing's true with success. And you have to expect obstacles, setbacks, and failures. That there'll be roadblocks, there'll be cones in the road. Most millionaires have more failures then success is it's how it is. So when you face these obstacles, setbacks, and failures, just like when you drop a glass, is it going to break or bounce? You got to bounce and keep going till you make it happen. And then my favorite, the ChatGPT CYA. Got to cover the rear, right? Here's the final piece. Remember, success is a journey that varies from person to person. It's important to find your own version of success and incorporate these elements into your approach to achieve your goals. <laughs> But I'll agree with that, too, even though they're kind of covering their hand. Oh, this is not financial advice. They don't say that, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, we don't guarantee success or results may vary. We've seen that around. But I will say, be a student, not a follower. Meaning, as we go through these, pick and choose what works for you. Adapt what works for you. That is the key to success. Then going on to the five things that people do do, there was quite a bit of overlap. Clear goals, 
Consistent action, that's kind of overlap. You know, the persistence, the motivation. The next one talked about knowledge and self-improvement, which of course is the personal development. Building a strong network is all part of that. And the one that was different was the growth mindset. You know, believing in your abilities, embracing challenges. That's a little overlap. Open to learn from failures and the key aspects of the growth mindset. Kind of vague. And part of that's understanding just because you fail doesn't make you a failure. But I'm going to just add the biggest one that's not really here. I mean, it's alluded to. It is your mindset. It is your thoughts. It is your beliefs. Remember, I followed the same path. I wanted to learn how to do it, how to be successful. But it's the mindset. You could have the most powerful computer in the world. But if you don't have the right software uh, mindset, it's not going to matter. So your beliefs. Right now, you have conflicting beliefs about money, about success. And when you have conflicting beliefs, you can't hit the target. Most of your thoughts are negative. And when most of your thoughts are negative, it hurts motivation and commitment. You've got to switch that around. You have to be able to motivate yourself. Tap into that inner drive so your motivation does not become an issue. Yes, it matters. These things matter than anything else. I can give you all the successful business tools in the world, all the influence tools in the world, but if your mindset, if your self-persuasion is not okay, we got to go back and work on that. Self-persuasion. If you can't persuade yourself, you can't persuade other people. If you can't keep your goals, you can't help other people achieve their goals. If you can't lead yourself, you can't lead other people. You see what I'm saying here? This is the reality. This is the non-sugar-coated version of this. And the big one mentioned in both of them was goals, having a target. That's where most people blow it. And that's the second piece most people blow. First is mindset. Second is they don't have written down clear, specific goals with, what did I mention earlier? The why. You have to have the why. Without the why, that's your motivation and your commitment. I was doing some work with a gentleman named Dan Jansen, Olympian speed skater. He was a commentator in the last Winter Olympics. Anyway, he was going to his first Olympics. Everyone was excited. He held the world record in the short track. You know, those short ice track. They're wearing those skates with the long blades. Anyway, he made it to the medal round, slipped and fell, disqualified, no medal. So his goal was a gold medal. So he trained for another four years, went back, didn't place. Well, trained for another year, his brain wasn't in it. Tragedy in his family. His sister was ill, didn't place. All right, trained for another four years. If you do the math, that's 16 years. Last Olympics, getting too old, last shot. Made it to the medal round, got cut off, slipped and fell, no medal. Isn't that a great story? Let me finish it. So this year he started to do the longer track, was his best event, didn't hold a world record, barely made it to the medal round, gun went off, and it was one of those incredible moments in Olympic history where he won the gold medal, broke the Olympic record, flowers are being thrown, victory lap with his newborn daughter. I mean, it was just great to see him finally get that goal after 16 years. Then we sat down with him and said, Dan, how did you stick to a goal for 16 years when most people can't get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> and he says, you know, I was younger, I had a wise coach. Before practice, we sit down and list all the reasons why I won that gold medal for me, for my family, financially. He said, I would practice six hours a day, six days a week. And after four or five hours, I was cold. I was hungry. I was tired. I wanted to go home. I wanted to give up. But when I felt that way, I'd look at that list of reasons why, and I'd find one that would motivate me, that get me back in the game. See, people don't fail because of lack of goals. They fail because of a lack of reasons behind those goals. So this is a great list. Sarah, thanks for sending it in. You'll get your free gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. So work on your mindset. Work on your listing. A lot of things we talked about today. Pick something today. 
apply it, fine tune it, use it, perfect it, put it in your persuasion and success toolbox. It'll make a huge difference. Hey, thanks for being here. Let me know what you think at Kurt, QRT at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Suggestions, comments, thoughts, articles, rude remarks, we do take them all. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, iHeart, and Google under Maximize Your Influence. Also post a link to a discount to InfluenceUniversity.com. So check out that special. Again, apply one thing, learn it, become more influential, more persuasive, a better negotiator, better person, and go out and persuade with power.